Hey everyone, and welcome back to Demon Slayer Chronicles, a Demon Slayer podcast presented by Popped Off, where each and every week we go into every episode of the anime alongside its characters, lore, and so much more. As always, I am your host, Andrew Nimsgern, and alongside me, I have James Graham and Dylan Beal for our final recording of the day. We're excited. Getting for the first three episodes, it's going to be the first three episodes all of our listeners has access to on the very first day. We're getting to the end, but this episode is definitely not going to be the slowest of three. Yeah, I mean, we we spent like, I don't know, most of the morning, three, four hours almost, uh, recording all of these. So definitely uh, good good note to end on, I think. It's, it's a really good episode. There's a lot that happens, so I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, I know. This episode, like, as far as going back to rewatch them, uh, like, as we mentioned before, like, myself and Andrew have both watched the series already. They, there's no, like, I have no issue watching this episode, like, over and over and over again. It's so well done. So, Such a good episode. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. No complaints here. Well, good. Well, then let's not spend too much time on the intro and move into the quick rigmarole so we can jump into the recap for the episode. Oh, yeah. So make sure that you tell all your friends about us because it's super important because we're a new podcast. So tell your friends about us. Give us a star- five star review on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on because it's super important. So please, thank you so much for doing it. Yeah. And if you guys have any suggestions for segments we could add or remove, uh, questions you might have for us about the show or about us, doesn't matter. Um, let us know. Let us know on uh, Twitter at popped underscore off or email us at uh, contact at poppedoff.com. Awesome. But with that, let's jump into episode three of season one, Sabado and Makamo. Um, Over the next year, Tanjiro continues to train with Orodaki, improving his physical form and learning the water style swordsmanship slash breathing. Nezuko has fallen into a deep sleep that has lasted for six months now, but she seems to be perfectly healthy from what they can tell. One day, Urodakai declares that he has taught Tanjiro everything he can and leads him to a boulder. He says if Tanjiro can slice through this with his sword, he will be allowed to go to final selection. Only those who survive the final selection are allowed to become official members of the Demon Slayer Corps, and they have to be there on recommendation of a trainer. Urodakai leaves and never teaches Tanjiro another thing. Tanjiro does continue to stay at his house, but it's more of just kind of like they're there together rather than a mentor and a mentee. Tanjiro tries to, uh, continues to try to break the boulder for six months, but cannot damage the rock at all. All the while, Nezo continues to sleep. About a year afterwards, a young man in a f- f- uh, about a year into his training, a young man in a fast mask shows up, and we learn that his name is Sabito and attacks Tanjiro. The two fight, and Tanjiro is at a huge disadvantage despite having a real sword, while Sabito only has a wooden one. Sabito scolds him for forgetting his lessons from Urodaki and knocks him out. When he wakes up, a young girl with a different fox, fox mask, uh, Makamo, is there when Tanjiro is, wakes up. Um, she learns that um, she helps him hone his techniques and the total concentration breathing, which increases the wielder's physical strength um, by many times. Um, she tells him that Sabido and him were both orphans that were raised by Urodaki when they were young. Um, Sabido returns to fight with Tanjiro from time to time, but Tanjiro continues to lose over the next six months. After six months, Sabido and Tanjiro fight again, this time both of them having real swords for the very first time. 
Tanjiro's blade this time finally reaches Sabido first. The siblings smile and vanish. Tanjiro realizes that his sword, which he had thought cuts through Sabido's mask, had actually sliced through the boulder. So, pretty short recap, but that does not mean that a lot didn't feel like it happened in this episode and that it wasn't an awesome episode for every single moment. I mean, this episode is basically just like the equivalent of the beginning of Disney's Hercules, like the Zero to Hero uh, montage. It's basically that. Like, he starts off, like, tripping through, like, the um, like the course, and by the end of it, he's, like, he's like a pro. Yeah. Yeah. His sense of smell is working clearly. Oh. <laughs> you can get through those traps with that. But also, you can see his physical strength and just his understanding of all that um, is just getting so much better, too. So it is kind of cool that I'm glad they – I'm glad there's time jumps here. It's that, a like, crazy time jump. Yeah, six-month time jumps pretty much is – there's, like, four time jumps throughout the episode, and each one of them six months. And that's – all feels like a lot for so early in the show so like now he's 15 years old and he's been training for two years but that's just crazy i've never i guess i haven't watched a show that in episode three they jumped two years well i mean i think it's good though yeah i mean you usually don't have that in many shonens like this early where you have this mass time skip and it's just like boom now he's 15 now he's stronger but i mean you can tell, like, I mean, yeah, you have this massive time speed, but this power scaling didn't creep up that much because no. Sabito, he's, Sabito's still kicking his ass, you know what I mean? Um, I do want to jump back a little bit, though, because with him going down the mountain and stuff like that, I do like the fact they address that he has to adjust to have the sword. He, like, he has to, like, accommodate for the sword's weight and it's, like, and how it, how it handles and everything like that while he's, like, doing his usual thing, right? So I'm glad they address, like, little niche stuff like that that could have definitely easily getting got like overlooked right yeah like it was something you actually have to deal with when learning to train and i guess stop going down i was gonna say i think it's really cool because like we're getting this two year uh, like time scope of him like training as hard as he possibly can um and and getting like the best like one of the best mentors he could get but that's to get him from being like a semi normal person to like the lowest beginner grade uh demon slayer that you could possibly be like 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 super subpar demon slayer like and i think that's really cool because it really shows like the the power gap and like even just like trying to get him somewhat on their level is a huge huge endeavor um but i'm glad they did it because like it really would have sucked if he was like kind of bad and incompetent for you know half the season so i'm glad they're catching him up fairly quickly while still keeping him in the grand scheme of things, week. Yep. Yeah. And we're introduced to the elemental um, swordsmanship here, too. And the breathing, which is also a huge part of the show. What What are you laughing at? It, it, it's it's basically just uh, um, um, Hammond from, from JoJo's. It's just like, you will be stronger if you breathe the right yeah. way. <laughs> like magic breathing. It's very funny. That is kind of what it is to an extent. I mean... Yeah, they don't really explain it very much. It's just if you breathe a certain way, you get stronger. It's how they explain tonal No, no, no. They, they explain. Well, she, the way that she explains it, it quite in depth, I think. Uh, it, well, as in depth as you yeah, can, in like a in a way of like you breathe a bunch, and that will make all your muscles really excited. Is equivalent of just like going like if you think real hard, you unlock the other parts of your brain to be yeah, smart. Yeah, exactly. Right? But I mean, like, so it's still fun. within within the show's universe. I think it does a good job of explaining. Why? Yeah, it's it's just yeah, fine. exactly right. It's like it's it's nothing mind-boggling, but it makes sense for the show. Much like his sense of smell makes sense because he grew up on a mountain, 
Like it's it's all okay. Yes. It's all all right. And I'm good with all that. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it, like uh, just to kind of go back to it because we bring this up on our other podcasts all the time is the power scaling and how how a show executes it and stuff like that. But I think this does a really really good job with the massive time skip, him still getting his ass kicked, and then you realizing okay, whoever this masked kid is, and Tanjiro, despite just training for two years, he's still he's still garbage at this. He's still really bad, right? Even though he does know some of the forms, he does know, you know, he, he has the concept of total concentration breathing. Um, he's still, like, nothing. He's still pretty pretty weak, right? So it just makes you, it really gives you a scale of being like, holy crap, like, what's an actual Demon Slayer? Like, what's Giyu like? Because, I mean, Giyu really is our big our big guy to kind of go off of, right? So, yeah, I like, to me, it's like, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's really, really well done. Yeah, I guess I'm curious. When we're starting to get introduced to some of the swordsmanship and all that. Is there any questions you have, Dylan? Like, what what caught you off guard? Anything coming towards like through watching this episode that you're kind of still wondering about, or how are you feeling about being introduced to kind of the more sword side of a lot of this? Um, I I guess not questions necessarily, but like it is interesting to see where it's gonna go because like I could totally get like I'm a master swordsman, like I can take on these demons, but it's like cut through this giant ass rock it's like okay i know where this show's going i'm here for it like don't get me wrong i'm here for it but now i i know what the show is kind of going to be about like if you're cutting boulders in half and are, are you still in for it like so you're three hours we're doing yeah podcasts, that's what i said so I'm, hopefully I'm still you're still yeah it. but yeah so even though it's being way different than what you originally expecting are you are you liking this way better or were your initial thoughts of what is going to be more of what you wanted it to be um, I still think I have to wait until it, like, hits the stride to, right. to really make that judgment. But, I mean, I like it. I'm down for it still. No, yeah. I just want to check in with you from time to time because, obviously, me and James both love the show. That's why we wanted to do this. But for you, kind of keeping an eye on, like, how much you're really enjoying this because we know where it goes. And yeah, actually, I'm at episode three, and I, I hate it. I'm, I'm quitting. <laughs> I'm quitting the podcast. Enjoy doing it as a two-person show. I'm, no, it's I'm okay. It. Yeah, we, we just want to cut out the loose link once we can if, uh, if needed. Oh, what the hell? Oh, dude, no. come on. That got real. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. I, yeah, I'm just always curious. I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to ask that question to you a lot. Like, what are you thinking about the show right now? Um, because I, I love always going through, like, new shows with other people at the same time. But, um, yeah, I guess what... What are your thoughts about them being having the same fox mask? Like, so we learned they're the siblings and the upraising and all that, like... Who are these kids to you, Dylan? I know. I think it's, I, I always like that. I like whenever you have that, like, uh, that sibling pair or family pair that, like, has masks that are very similar to each other. Like, that's cool. That's, like, cool little theming and stuff like that. Um, I, I'm, I'm starting to now notice that masks are probably pretty important to the show. That you're going to see masks uh, show up quite a bit. Um, and so I like it so far. Um, I think it's pretty cool. Also, I like their aesthetic. Like, they have a sick, sick aesthetic. Mm. Yeah, oh. like like the like like the one just showing up and he has like his face fully covered, and then the girl just like has it like on the side or whatever, like real aesthetic. That's definitely how I'd rock mine. I definitely rock mine off the side. I don't know if I'd like it on all the time. I feel like that's weird. Uh, I I love I love Sabito's look. Like the the whole I like, do too. The whole thing he's I'd got like going it. on. Like he's uh, I was a big fan of his character design. Big fan of like. Like his, his his patterns, how he like how he wears his mask. The fact that the fact that his both he and his mask have a massive scar on the side. So he like uh, like like that he carried it over the front. Not that he was like 
This show, I, I, I don't know. I see it as like he's not looking to hide the scar, but he's looking to like basically like display like I don't know, almost like advertise the scar, right? Like I mean, yeah, right. So I thought it was very cool too. Yeah. I also I love I just I just love his character. I love how cocky he is, and like and but like not not so much cocky, but like trying to like drill into Tanjiro's head that he's like you're not good enough yet like you're just like you're like what do you like like the even the initial meeting of basically he's like why are you still on the ground like why aren't you why aren't you already back up yet like you know what i mean like just stuff like that and i think it really it really will play into tanjiro's like character development by just getting just i don't know just getting verbally berated by all these very dominant characters sabito giyu urokodaki like he's just having a rough go like but you almost need to when you're having like an entire reality shift. Yeah. You need to kind of be changed out. Not much to how people talk to you, but if you, if you just talk to and like kind of raise the same way you were in your normal life, you'll never catch up. Like you almost need to have that reality check by many people in your life to go from an oblivious person with a good sense of smell to someone that can fight demons of many sizes, powers, all that. What else from this episode is like kind of start to you guys? Like I'm just kind of looking through it. Like the siblings, we talked through it, cut into the rock. Like I think we touched on a lot of the big things. We learned a little bit more about the demon slayers in the final selection. Is the one thing we didn't talk about? Was there anything you want to dive in there? Or like what else caught your attention about this episode? We really liked it. But what do we have I mean, to say I think, about it? I think the ending obviously is like the weirdest thing of where like they're fighting and then he wins and it was like psych, you you, you did the boulder they're not here anymore <laughs> like it's it, i don't know i that was like a little shocking i'm it's it's like the perfect cliffhanger for the third episode because it's like damn i'm really invested now i really want to see what happens like what's going on like i i think it's a good place it was a good place for us to leave off uh today yeah. at least i i, I realized yeah it's a cliffhanger within a cliffhanger um but no i i really did like that too and that and that's something that i remember i was just like like jaw dropped like i think that was a moment where i was hooked like the first two i'm like i'm i'm enjoying this because i was a couple episodes late i think i started watching like when four episodes were released so at that third one when that happened i'm like what is going we're on? in yeah this water breathing cutting through rocks i'm like for me i wanted that like a little bit more grandiose than just a really cool swordsman cutting off demon's head like i wanted the water breathing the cutting through rocks i'm like i'm I guess that's just maybe a difference in anime preference but like that's what I wanted it to be, and I was disappointed when it was just kind of like normal swordsmanship the first two ones. So that was the moment that sold me, and that cliffhanger was like, I'm so glad I didn't have to wait a week to watch the next one. Yeah, and it's like, it, it, and just to just kind of weigh in, and now now where we're so deep that we have the opener and everything, like how the opener looks and stuff like that, um, and then being introduced to water breathing, you kind of have this idea. It was like, is that what it's gonna look like? Because in the opener, we see this really cool art style of basically Ch- Tanjiro's sword becoming this massive wave and all that stuff. Like, so it gives you stuff to look forward to, even though the initial story is just really building up. You have this idea of like, okay, this is what he could be, or this is what he's going to turn into. All that good stuff. Uh, another thing I wanted to comment to about Sabito is that it never gives any indication that when Tanjiro challenges him that he decides to switch swords. He just happens to have a real sword this time, right? Almost like he knows. Like he knows. He, like he knows, exactly, right? So, it's just another little, like, it's just another little thing that I love about what they did with this character. Like, it's just, yeah, man. So, so, and the concept of the thread is introduced for the first time here, too. 
that the, the thread drew exactly to the next. The opening thread, is yeah. What he, is he always talks about, too, the opening thread. That is something that continues on forever. And I, th- I think that's just such a cool concept, too, that you kind of get that internal monologue, like how kind of how he's going through this and kind of explaining that thought process. And I, I think the opening thread, like, rather than like, oh, yeah, he just cuts it. Like, they had that like kind of thought process behind Tanjiro and him seeing the thread connect. I think it's always such a cool visualization, no matter how many times I see it. But yeah, anything else on the actual episode? No, I think. Uh, or that we just want to talk about next week's already. <laughs> I think I think we kind of covered everything. I think. Yeah, we covered the big stuff for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, we can always jump back on something if something you guys remember or anything like that. But otherwise, um, this week's topic is going to be Dylan. You're talking about the masks that are so important. If you guys had to have your own warding mask, what would it be? So obviously we've seen animals, we've seen a goblin-like one. So let's say any fantasy animals or like normal animals, pretty much, or fantasy creatures or like normal animals. What would you guys pick? Dylan, you go ahead and start since. Uh, a penguin. I have a penguin mask. <laughs> a penguin. Like a little, little, little beak, like a little beak ass beak. beak. A little yeah. beak ass beak. I like it. Yeah. Like I, I like you if I could like choose penguins? if I could. Ch- if I could choose the face, it'd be like a little surprise penguin, you know? Like he's like a little surprise. Like he's like, ooh. I like that. You know? I like <laughs> I like that a lot. Oh my god. Is there a reason why the penguin? Or just you think I think I think penguins are, are I don't know, they're sick. Um I think it's something that's underrepresented. You don't see a lot of them. That's that is true. You do not see very many penguin masks. Oh James, how about you? I, oh man, now I see like with like how do I go off of that? Cuz I like I from the beginning was like the traditional like oni masks are always like the coolest so i would definitely go with one of those like they're like 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 with like the big tusk the, teeth. the big tusk teeth and usually the horns as well like yep. yeah that'd be sick yeah, that's and i and i definitely wouldn't wear it off to the side i'd be full front the whole time for sure maybe some battle damage on it i don't know battle damage yeah. just personally scratch with your sword <laughs> yeah. a little bit to make it look cooler yeah just to really sell it i not fight anybody just you know Make people think I fought people. It's all about the aesthetic. Exactly, right? And for me, I, I mean, I'll kind of go on. Um, it's not exactly the same, but I don't know. I love red pandas. So I do a red panda mask. <laughs> That's a good one. That is one. a good one. That yeah. really good. It kind of matches with the fox, so it doesn't seem super out of place. People look at it like, they're like is that a fox? What is that? Like, no one's going to know quite what it is. So I'm in on the red panda. Plus, I plus I'd go with the cloak. I'm going with kind of the more red oh, and black Andrew's, Andrew's thinking like of the full aesthetic I love full it full aesthetic yeah. it's, it's all or nothing here you can't just half commit to it so I'd I'd be that's the only one I could think of otherwise otherwise I do kind of like the idea of like the goblin mask too I think would be probably my secondary one to kind of just more creepy goblin but, mask is a good look too yeah alright Dylan take us home with this week's secret here's Taisho's secret there is a concept uh, in Shinto um, which is basically an object for, uh, capable of attracting spirits. It's called a Yurishiro. And typically, it's like an object. They usually do it with trees. And they have this big, thick rope that ties around it and like little things that hang off. AKA the big boulder with the thing wrapped around it. That's basically what it looks like. So, I mean, I, 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 I will let these guys probably not say anything because they, they've seen the show. But me, as someone who's not seen the show, I thought this was interesting because I don't know. It really seemed like they were like spirits or ghosts or something because they showed up and then you got some gears turning in your head now, Dylan. <laughs> yeah, and then mystically went away. So 
Um, I thought that was interesting. It was brought up, I think, on a Reddit thread. Someone's like, hey, these things look really similar, and like it, it really connects with what's going on. So I'm definitely excited to see where this, this thread kind of like goes with them. Um, but something fun to think about. And just remember, not everything you read on Reddit is always true. But that is so. That's good. <laughs> like, no, no, but no, but that this is thing, true. But yeah, do the, your this research. This thing I brought up is a real yeah. thing. No, um, but that that is a really cool fact that like I didn't realize that even seeing it now. Like, I always remembered the rope around it. Like that's something very um, memorable for me that it has a rope around it with the item hanging from it. But I guess I never put that together. I don't know Japanese culture as well as I should, so it probably never would have if you wouldn't have brought that up. I still wouldn't have um, realized anything. But that is a really cool kind of. Um, yeah, sometimes things have significance. Sometimes they don't, and they're just there for the aesthetic. So we will see where it goes. Yeah, there you go. Yes, I agree. But with that, let's wrap up this week's episode. Yeah, so guys, like uh, like we say before at the beginning of every episode, hit us with that five-star review on whatever podcasting platform you listen to us on. It means a lot to us, especially with new podcasts. It gets us going off the ground. Greatly appreciate it. And make sure you check out poppedoff.com and twitter.com slash popped underscore off for all updates on this podcast and all the other stuff we do. But that'll be all for this week's episode. We hope to see you guys back here next Wednesday.